The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You're listening to the Totally Useless Information Podcast on the Nick and Roy channel. Subscribe and share. What is so interesting about the density of the planet Saturn? If you listen really carefully, listen really carefully, your grass is trying to tell you something. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. And we go out of our way to scour the internet for information you really don't need. So join us on our journey as we find out more useless information on this episode of Totally Useless Information. It's everything you never needed to know. By listening once a week, you get smarter than you think. The Totally Useless Information Podcast, hosted by Nick and Roy. And thank you once again for joining us on the Totally Useless Information Podcast. Hey, do you smell something? Do you smell something burning? I'm hungry. I'm hungry for this. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Come and get it. Your weekly sweet and savory facts with your five-star Michelin chefs of totally useless information, Nick and Roy. Come and get it! This is the Totally Useless Information Podcast, the food portion of our podcast. And that lady is now in the kitchen. She's uh, preparing something really savory. I want everyone to know that that's Nick's wife. And does she do that at home? I, we all want to know that. <laughs> Speaking of changing the subject, did you know that many shredded cheeses and cereals contain cellulose or wood pulp? Mm. Oh, yummy. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's snap, crackle, and sawdust. <laughs> it's often used in various shredded cheese and cereals to prevent the product from clumping. So don't worry. I'd rather have, you know what, uh, people, the cereal and uh, grated cheese, shredded cheese makers. I would prefer clumpy cheese over sawdust. So thank you very much. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, you thought that was disgusting. Mm-hmm. Beetles taste like apples. Wasps taste like pine nuts. What do you think worms taste like? Chicken. No, bacon. Bacon? Really? Beetles taste like apples, wasps taste like pine nuts, and worms taste like bacon. There are lots of people in the population who love, that was redundant, wasn't it? People in the population. They love eating insects. No, that's not you. Have you ever eaten an insect on purpose? Not on purpose. I tell you, riding the motorcycle, though, you get a good chance to get a few, you know? Around school time, um, when uh, the boys and girls would give their teachers an apple, and you're wondering, well, why are the apples given to the teachers? Because in the 16th to the 18th centuries, 
Teacher salaries were so low that the students' families would compensate for what they were providing them with apples, which was a common crop during this time period. So how do you like them apples, as the expression goes? Apples were given to teachers because, well, they didn't make too much money. Well, I hate to I hate to one-up you, but I have something about apples. All right. There are 7,500 varieties of apples. Now, that, that is staggering in itself, but just think about this. If right. you tried a new one every day, it would take you 20 years to try every different type of apple. I will try right now. Do you have a favorite apple, by the way? I love those Gala apples and the Honeycrisps. Me too. You did not know that I was going to ask you that question. I love Gala apples. They're absolutely delicious. It's the way that they crunch, and the Honeycrisps are good too. But Gala apples are my favorite, so thank you to the Gala apple people. If you have a slice of lemon in your tea or water, lemon water, you'll notice that the lemons float every time. The reason for that is because they have a similar density to water. Lemon. Lemons have the same density as water does, and that's why you see the lemons float at the top of your tea or iced tea or lemon water. Wow. Wow. Well, honey, we all know that honey is made from nectar. The nectar yes. from flowers. What do you think the other ingredient is in honey? I have no clue. I didn't realize there was more than one uh, one ingredient. Okay. It is made of nectar and bee vomit. Vomit. <laughs> okay. What, the bees go out drinking the night before? Is that what happened? I guess, and they make a lot more honey. Well, speaking of disgusting, uh, gelatin. You know Jello gelatin? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a really popular in uh, hospital diets, you know. Um, products with gelatin aren't exactly vegetarian or vegan friendly. So if you're a vegan, we're about to tell you something really useful. And you know what happens in this program when you hear something really useful. <laughs> you play the wrong jingle. So... I like it. I like it better. Okay, we'll leave it. We'll leave it. So, you know what? If you're a vegan, if you're a vegan, this is for you. Do not consume gelatin because gelatin is made from boiling skin, cartilage, and bones from animals such as pigs, cows, and chickens. I knew that. Yeah. So, it was not the wrong jingle. Vegans do not eat gelatin. Mostly the bone marrow is where they get the gelatin from. The bone marrow, it's disgusting, but whatever. Listen, I have one more for you. Pretzels. Okay. We love pretzels. Everyone loves, I love a nice, warm, soft pretzel. Um, yep. But um, they were invented by a German baker for children, and he wanted to make them in the shape of crossed arms in prayer. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so they were originally made as something to reward children for going to church and praying. Now, for those of you um, who are joining us for the first time, we want to thank you. Roy and I have been friends, but we grew up in New York. He's in uh, in Florida. I'm in Toronto, Canada, but we, we grew up in New York. And you talk about soft pretzels. So I remember spending some uh, Christmases at Rockefeller Center, mm. and they would have these vendors selling these hot pretzels. And chestnuts. So it was really a, a warm and wonderful feeling of the, the Christmas tree up at Rockefeller Center and the snow falling and it was uh, people ice skating. It was wonderful. 
and these vendors, you could smell the chestnuts, you could smell the hot pretzels, and there was this one vendor who was not from the United States, he was from somewhere else, and he would sell his pretzels, they were a dollar, and he would say, hot pretzel, hot pretzel, one dollar, one dollar, one dollar. Yeah, well, originally, so pretzels were originally to reward children for prayer. Isn't it yes. funny that nowadays they're a reward for husbands who go with their wives to the mall? That's right. Hot pretzel, hot dollar, one dollar, one dollar. The kitchen is now closed. Join us next time on the Totally Useless Information Podcast for more sweet and savory morsels of useless food information. See you real soon. You're listening to the Totally Useless Information Podcast. Thank you for joining us week after week as we provide for you totally useless information that you can share with all of your family and friends. And we'd love to hear from you. TUI podcast at Outlook.com. We had no idea when we started this how popular it was going to become. And and it's funny because my, my son tells me that all his friends listen as well. So it's crossing, you know, every barrier, age barriers don't matter because this stuff is really cool and fun. Like this one. This is a true story. A woman in Scandinavia, I believe, lost her wedding ring and found it 16 years later. She was an avid gardener. She lost her wedding ring. 16 years later, she found it when she pulled a carrot out of the ground, and it was around the carrot. That's cool. You can't make that crap up. <laughs> That's an amazing story. Here's my question. Was it 16 or 18 carats? <laughs> Very funny. Thank you. So here's my fun fact. The number of different family relationships for which Hallmark makes a card, because you know, there's a Hallmark card for everything. Right. The number of different family relationships for which Hallmark makes cards is 105. Well, that's to show your expression of love. And speaking of expressions... <laughs> expressions come from... I don't know where, I don't know where. Where do expressions come from? We want to know right now. And that is the king of segues, Roy. <laughs> speaking of segues, what do you got for me? Well, I'll tell you the truth. Normally what I say rings true when something ah. rings true. This is a cool one. I love it. In the past, coins were made of gold and silver. Lots of counterfeits were made by people. So people would then take a real coin that they knew was real and they would drop it next to what they thought was a counterfeit coin and listen as it hit the floor for the ringing noise that came out. If it sounded different than the, the coin they knew to be legitimate, it did not ring true. That's cool. That's awesome. I like that one. You know what? If you look carefully, I know we're 1,500 miles apart, but I'm actually shedding some crocodile tears. <laughs> what, are, what are crocodile tears? I know I'm not, I'm not the king like you are. I'm like a prince of segues, but you're the king. Uh, crocodile tears... It comes from the old belief that a crocodile wept if it killed and ate a man. So it'd sit there and pretend that it cried because he, he killed a man. And he's like, I I'm so sorry. You were delicious, but I'm sorry. <laughs> so that's where you get crocodile tears from. Cool. Very cool. 
Very cool. And I guess that you got I got away with that segue scot free. So okay. scot free. What do you think, Nick, on scot free? Uh, the guy named Scott, and he was really generous, and he just gave everything away. Well, a lot of people think it has something to do with Scotland, but it has nothing to do with any of that. Scott is an old world term for payment. So if you didn't Scott, then you got away without paying. So you, if you didn't pay, you got away scot-free, payment-free. So Scott was another word for pay. For paying, yeah, for payment. Isn't that why? So it's it's now nowadays it's interact Scott. <laughs> Scott debit. So uh, from time to time people um, are hired freelance. What is freelance? A freelance reporter or a freelance worker? The Middle Ages freelancers were soldiers who fought for anyone who would hire them. So they were literally free lances. Right. They had a lance, and they were fr- oh wow. How cool. freelances. So talk about Scott Free. This is freelances because they well listen, a job is a job is a job. So it's the same thing with freelancers, right? So to all those people who are freelancers, thank you for all the work that you do. Right. Some people listening to this show say maybe we should start from scratch. <laughs> King of Segways here. Okay. You got it. Yes. Start from scratch is a right. phrase. That comes from the line that was a scratch in the ground as a starting point for a race. So they'd say, I'm making a line here, line up, and they'd put a line in the ground. They'd scratch a line in the ground, and they'd say, you have to start from scratch. I I think that is so cool. That's one of my favorites. That's a new favorite of mine. And you know what? Uh, If we don't do a good job, we're going to get the sack. Get the sack. It's when basically you're fired. That comes from the days when workmen carried their tools in their sacks. If their employer gave you the sack, it was time to collect your tools and go home. His or her swan song. This is oh. my swan song. We've heard that that expression, but where did that come from? It was believed that swans were silent, that they never made noise. But if they broke into song for some reason, people believed that they were getting ready to die. So they said, oh, that was their swan song. And in reality, I believe swans do make noises and people are just stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Expressions come from... I don't know where, I don't know where. Where? Expressions come from we want to know right now. On the Totally Useless Information Podcast, yes, if you're stupid, uh, thank you and welcome. Thanks for making us feel normal. That's right. (laughs) Because of your stupidity, we feel really smart. But you know what? No, we truly thank you for listening and for sharing. Like we like to say at the end of every show, tell a friend about the trend. People are clicking on subscribe. We do have a channel. It's the Nick and Roy channel because I'm Nick and he's Roy. The Nick and Roy channel on YouTube. So we'll be uploading a whole bunch of these podcasts as well as other surprises as well. Lots of exciting stuff. We have a website on the way soon. We're working on a Facebook page. We are going to be all over the social media game. You can't get rid of us, but we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email. Podcast at Outlook.com. I don't know about you. One of my favorite subjects in, in high school was science. <laughs> 
Einstein was a moron, Newton was a jerk. E equals nothing, it's science, science, science. <laughs> Jesus. I-, I love that jingle. I'm sorry I did that. <laughs> it's wonderful. I, I think, uh, I mean, you-, you wrote and sang and performed the opening uh, song to every podcast. It's... Um, there's quite a lot of talent on the other side of the 1,500 miles away from where I am. He's down in Florida. I'm up in Toronto. And you're listening to the Totally Useless Information Podcast, the science portion. Yes. If you plug your nose, not at the podcast, but if you plug your nose, you cannot tell the difference between an apple, a potato, or an onion. Oh. If you've ever been told to pinch your nose while taking medicine so you don't have to suffer through the awful taste, well, that's why. You want to follow that advice because our sense of smell is responsible for interpreting around 80% of what we taste. Well, speaking of taste, <laughs> just like fingerprints, we all have very distinct tongue prints. So if you were to take your tongue, you would have a totally different tongue pattern than anyone else in the world. I'm taking a look at my tongue right now. I'm looking at it. I'm seeing. Uh-huh. I see. It looks <laughs> if you pour hot water into a, into a glass or a cup and you pour cold water and you listen really carefully, they sound different. It's actually noticeable to the human ear if you really pay attention. Water changes the viscosity. That's the thickness of the, of the liquid depending on the temperature. The colder the water, the higher the pitch. Whereas pouring something hot, like a cup of coffee... You have a lower, more comfortable pitch. Wow. Well, I've got uh, something interesting here, too. And okay. this, this, this is really freaky. 68% of the universe is dark energy. And 27% is dark matter. Both of them are invisible to the eye. So we've actually only seen, with the best, greatest telescopes that we've had, 5% of the universe. Wow. I couldn't see it. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> so here's my teaser. I said that if you, if you listen carefully, your grass is talking to you. It's saying something. It's screaming, actually. The smell. You know, when you, when you mow, uh, mow the lawn, you have that smell, the distinct uh, smell of freshly mowed grass? Yes. What you're smelling is basically the grass that's screaming in pain. Oh, no. Yeah, exactly. Because when the blades are cut, you're actually hurting the grass. And so what you smell is the grass actually sending you the stress signal. You son of a bitch! (laughs) (laughs) Why? Why? That's crazy. Well, I'll do my teaser. How's that? All right, sure. I said, what's interesting about the density of the planet Saturn? Well, the density of the planet Saturn is so low that if you were to place it in an ocean, the entire planet of Saturn would float. Oh. That's how low the density is. Again, another gas planet. But again, it's such low density that it would float. Well, speaking of weight, the average fluffy cumulus cloud that you see up in the sky, you think, oh, so... That's a light and fluffy cloud. Looks like cotton or cotton candy. No. It weighs over a million pounds. Wow. Those fluffy cumulus clouds you see in the sky are made up of tiny drops of water dispersed over a large area. And water is very, very heavy. So for context, that's roughly the weight 
of 100 elephants. That's sick. We we have had so many things about clouds that are just interesting. You know, I mean, you look at it and it's just like, you know, it, it's an everyday thing that you see, you know. And th- this is one that got me too. A ball of glass will bounce higher than a ball made of rubber. A ball of glass will jump will will jump higher? It shattered everything I thought about it. <laughs> Einstein was a moron. Newton was a jerk. We'll have more of the Totally Useless Information podcast right after this message of an important podcast coming soon. On Monday, November 11th, Nick and Roy of the Totally Useless Information podcast will set aside their comedy to air a very special podcast dedicated to the memory of fallen soldiers of both the United States and Canada. The November 11th special podcast will feature Nick and Roy getting totally serious as they discuss fascinating facts about the armed forces in Canada and the United States, discover the real stories behind the national anthems of both countries, and the differences between the terms half-mast and half-staff. The podcast will enlighten you as Nick and Roy pay tribute to the young men and women who served their country and continue to serve to this day. It is also a tribute to those who made the ultimate sacrifice on the battlefield. It's the November 11th special podcast with Nick and Roy, Monday, November 11th, available on all your favorite podcast platforms and on the Nick and Roy channel on YouTube. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy, and we're here. And you're there. And thank you for joining us here. (laughs) It sounds like one of those Sesame Street things. I'm here, and you're there. And you can send us an email here at tuipodcast at outlook.com. Uh-huh. I have a fun fact for you. Go ahead. Do you know that there's a, that little plastic tip that's the end of your shoelace? Yes. There's a name for that. It's called an aglet. A-G-L-E-T is that little plastic tip at the end of your shoelace. Interesting. You know, if a preg- this is a fun fact. If a woman is pregnant and has organ damage, the baby can send a stem cell to help repair the organ in its mother. That's Mm mind-blowing. Wow. So the baby helps the mother out. Right, and most organs require stem cells in order to repair, which is very hard. But the baby is producing stem cells to make a baby, and they can kind of just give one up. So how cool is that? Well, that's the least they can do. The mother is housing them for nine months. Oh, yeah. It's kind of a nice gesture. Yeah. You know what I smell? You what? smell that? Animal, <laughs> animal, animal, crazy animal. On the Totally Useless Information podcast, yes, what you smell are animals, among other things. Hmm. You know, you learned in one of our last shows that bees produce uh, using nectar. They make honey, but they also use bee vomit mm-hmm. in order to do that. But so I, I love honey stuff. So, um, you know, because because it's so interesting. But in order pr- to produce a single pound of honey, bees have to visit two million flowers. 
Wow. Yes. That's a lot of flowers. It's, you know, busy as a bee. <laughs> Turkeys can reproduce without having sex. What? As the expression goes, for those of you scoring at home, congratulations. Uh, the productions of new individuals from virgin females by means of ova, which have the power of developing with the out, without the intervention of the male element. So basically, the production without fertilization of cells is possible in turkeys. Parthenogenesis. Listen, a flea can jump 200 times its height. Just to give you an idea what that is. Okay. That's like a human being jumping over the Empire State Building. They can jump. Please jump 200 times their height. That's insane. That, that should be an Olympic sport. Now, speaking of things that jump or hop up and down, kangaroos, like in one of the episodes, what I learned from you is that a kangaroo cannot hop if you hold its tail. I saw them this week at a zoo, but go ahead. Oh, you did? Yes, okay, and did you ask them? No, but I used that fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> Were they hoppy to hear it? <laughs> kangaroos cannot walk backwards. And the reason for that is very similar to what the fact that you gave in another episode. The tail is the primary reason a kangaroo can't walk backwards. It's long, thick, and, and very muscular. And so not only that, but it's also not very flexible. It's kind of like the third leg that helps to balance and move. So not only can it not jump when you hold its tail, but it cannot walk backwards. It cannot do the moonwalk, basically, because of its tail. Oh. Birds don't urinate. But having said that, this is going to piss you off. Male dogs, <laughs> Segway. male yeah. dogs lift their legs to urinate. Do you know why they do? I often wonder that. I would sit there and just watch a dog pee on a hydrant and say, why are you lifting your leg? Yeah, that, that's one of the reasons why you need some mental help. But <laughs> having gone through your issues, the reason that dogs do that is not to like make sure that they don't pee on themselves. It's actually the higher they lift their leg, the better it is for them because they'll urinate up as high as they can to let the next dog coming by believe, give the impression that they're taller and more intimidating and larger. So the scent is higher up. So they're not doing it for themselves. They're doing it for the next dog behind them. Yeah, they're just pissing the other dog off. <laughs> A female ferret will literally die if she cannot find a mate after going into heat, if she doesn't find a mate, she will secrete high levels of estrogen. And if this hormone stays in the blood for a prolonged period of time, it would cause a progressive depression of bone marrow that results in a severe life-threatening anemia, which is fatal to the ferret. So to all the ferrets who are in heat out there, hey, maybe they should have one of those um, dating apps for ferrets. Yeah, or either that or just some songs like It's raining ferrets, hallelujah, you know, and then they could, or a ferret, you know, like a, a ferret dating site would be a good thing. That's right. Ferret Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> Do you know that there are some hummingbirds that weigh less than a penny? Oh. It's, it's hard to believe that an animal like that weighs less than a penny. Can it make change? <laughs> well, speaking of birds, a mockingbird can imitate the sounds of other birds. Is he mocking them? 
Yes, he is. As a matter of fact, he is. The African fork-tailed drongo imitates other birds' alarm calls in order to scare its neighbors away and steal their food. Ah, good <laughs> for him. He's a, he's a sharp one, right? He is, that little bastard. Animal, 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 crazy animal. You're listening to the Totally Useless Information Podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. And we get mail from you guys from time to time. And when we do, this is what we hear in our heads. What's in the mailbag today? Who sent the letter anyway? What's in the mailbag? What's in the mail? That's funny. It's 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 very funny. That's how my mail gets delivered to me every day. The mail person does that. So I just recorded it and put it on the show. What's in the mail bag? What's in the mail? Welcome to Mailman Idol. Okay. Well, I have I have right off the bat. We're gonna do a mail from Harry in Chicago. This show is all over the place now, and it's the coolest thing ever. Yeah, we're all over. We're all over Canada. We're all over the United States. We're getting we're getting emails every day from places that we can't imagine. But this is Harry from Chicago. He asks this question, and I don't know why, but he says, "In France, is it legal to marry a dead person?" So, mm. so I actually went into facts and looked at yes. There is a law in France that says you are it is legal to marry a dead person. I, I guess in other words, a wife. Yes. <laughs> so Harry, Harry, I don't know if you're one of those necrophiliacs or whatever the hell they call it, but um yeah, you could go to France and, and get over like crazy, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Harry. <laughs> I have something from my mailbag here. I have someone who emailed and said, hey, we love to hear your show every week. Uh, with all of the fake news that's out there, you are actually refreshing to hear. So thank you very much. This is from Paul. Paul from St. Paul. Hmm. Paul from St. Paul. What a coincidence. So he asked, hey, I, it was raining here the other day, and I uh, opened my umbrella. But I noticed that little cap at the top of the umbrella. Would you happen to know what it's called? So if you if you look at the umbrella, if you look at the top, there's a cap on top of the umbrella. And I looked it up, and sure enough, there is a name for it. It's called a ferrule, F-E-R-R-U-L-E, the cap at the top of an umbrella. Wow. That is cool. That is cool. So well, I have one from Elizabeth from Montreal who says that she loves our show. And what caught my attention is she said she normally listens to the show when she takes her child to Chuck E. Cheese. So ah. I, I don't know if our show is so childish that she thinks that that's a good place to do it. But uh, having said that, when I saw Chuck E. Cheese, I thought that was interesting that they have them in Canada as well. So I looked up Chuck E. Cheese restaurant was created by the inventor of the Atari game system. His name was Nolan Bushnell, or is Nolan Bushnell, and he created the Atari game system back in the, I guess, late 70s or whatever. And um, yeah, yeah. and so and and he then went on to open up Chuck E. Cheese. 
So there you go, I, I, Elizabeth. Keep listening to us, uh, and hopefully uh, Nolan can send us a couple of uh, things uh, for uh, sponsorships. <laughs> a couple of uh, coupons from their ski ball. <laughs> I've been to Chuck E. Cheese. When, when my cousins were a little bit younger up here in Toronto, they, are, they have quite a few locations, and we've gone to uh, – a Chuck E. Cheese or two in our day, and it was a lot of fun. A lot of uh, things to uh, do for all kinds of families. I have one more in the mailbag before we have to go, and that is, this is from Jim. This is from Jim. Jim from Tennessee. Hello, Jim from Tennessee. He says, you know, I watch a lot of cartoons, and when they have opera singers sing, they have that little dangling sort of piece of skin in the back of your throat. And I realized when I looked in the mirror that I have the same thing. So what is that thing dangling in the back of your throat called? Do you know what it is? The uvula? So what does it do? It's unique to humans, and scientists agree that it primarily serves an ex- is an accessory to speech, if you can speak. You know what it's like to when your throat goes dry before talking before a large group? Well, the uvula is there to provide the proper lubrication for a complicated human speech. So yeah. thank you very much, Jim. Thank you for your email. And all of you, email us, tuipodcast at outlook.com. We'd love to hear from you. I have one more interesting fact that I, that I found nutty. The founders of Google were going to sell the company to a company called Excite, E-X-C-I-T-E, in 1999. But Excite turned them down. They were going to sell it for like a million dollars. And uh, Excite said, nah, I don't think so. Google today is worth almost $600 billion. Wow. Eggs on your face. Right. So the people at Excite, uh, I would assume that the top people at Excite, which was not so exciting. (laughs) Ah, well, look at the time. Look at the clock on the wall. You know what it's time for. Well, what time is it, Nick? It's time for us to go. It's time for us to start gathering information. Well, yeah, it went so quick. It, it, it really does go fast. That's basically all the time that we have for this edition of the Totally Useless Information Podcast. But don't you worry. Roy and I will be back next time with more. So remember, subscribe, 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 subscribe. And if you don't know what that means, then subscribe again and tell a friend about the trend. That's on the Nick and Roy channel on YouTube. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. Thanks for listening.